Welcome into Talent Graveyard. Uh, we are joined today. Uh, well, first, I am your host, Adam Brown. And I am your other host, Joe Renier, for the 3.0. 3.0 soft reboot, but it's getting harder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's always that is cool. always the goal. You don't wanna, really don't want to be too soft for too long. It's okay at the beginning, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Better not stay that way. That's correct. We are joined here today by my good and dear friend, Keegan Sarda. Keegan, welcome. Thank you for having me. I think the first uh, thing on the table to discuss, even before Picks of the Week, is the fact that your last name is Sarda and not Carta. Is that correct? That's correct. I want to clear that up for all of the Collegeville folks. It looks like Carta. But it is Sarda. And if you've ever called me Carta, you're on my shit list. I'm sorry. When did you decide to start pronouncing it like that? Uh, back in 1842, when great, great, great grandpa Sarda came to the And country. you decided that? Yes, it's basically me. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's really brave of you. Thank you. And just since we're on the topic, it is pronounced Renier, hmm. right? Of course, yeah. yeah. Everyone has been saying it wrong. Yeah. MD. We can't forget Three that. years. Yeah, Renier MD. Yeah. <laughs> In all reality, it probably was for most of history, and then we Americanized it. Hey, just uh, like probably so. It is a very uh, choice word you just <laughs> did. In college, one of my professors, the one I probably hated most of any of my professors on one uh-huh. we were introducing ourselves and i said if she was taking role she said adam braun i'm like oh it's actually pronounced brown so i'm like you know what on the first day i'll i'll correct somebody because you know it started off correct and she looks up from her sheet and she goes oh brown Ugh, you really americanized that didn't you <laughs> <laughs> and yep that was all you the uh, yeah pronouncing it the more german way is definitely americanizing it thank you debbie, <laughs> debbie. what a saint what a saint she debbie was the was. worst <laughs> all right well let's get into it joe you got a pick of the week oh man um I hadn't come prepared. Let me think about it. Adam, you go. Mm. I do have a pick of the week. If oh, Keegan, oh, Keegan, you go. Please. I thought about this on my run today. Smart. Hopefully I'm not stealing anybody's thunder, but RIP in peace, Bill Withers and John Prine. Pick of the week. Mm. Give them a listen. Do you have a specific album or deep cut song that you find good? Um, well, John Prine... This isn't really a deep cut, but uh, Long Monday is a good one. Um, if you're looking to feel sad or it's Sunday afternoon. Is that one, one about Garfield? Uh, I don't know. He just sings about I know uh, he hates Mondays, and I can't imagine how long they are for him. <laughs> oh, fucking Garfield the cat. Uh, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> is there another Garfield? <laughs> I don't know. It's a... Uh, Oh, yeah, you're right, because it's right next to the accompanying um, 
lasagna track. So it all makes sense. I think it was a Garfield. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Keegan, you want to mute your, um, your mic on Facebook Messenger? All right. Let's see. How about that? Better? Good. Cool. Yeah, perfect. Um, but the Long Monday by John Prine. And then Bill Withers, um, obviously Lean on Me. Mm. But uh, mm. um, Lovely Day and Oh, Lovely Angel Day. So, now here is yeah. a, a hot take that I don't know uh, how it will be received. Uh, lovely Day, I think it's far too repetitive, especially at the end. <laughs> it is a repetitive mm-hmm. song. I'll give you that. It's uh, Yeah. But, but when the sun is shining... When you're listening oh, when to that song outside. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you wake up in the morning There's... light and the sunlight hits your eyes, <laughs> you know it's going to be a lovely day. You do. Right, exactly. Really do. And sometimes you just need that, re- that, that repetition at the end of a song to like keep you going. Because mm-hmm. when you listen to that song, you're already going to be putting it on repeat, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't just listen to that song once and then move on with your day. It's on repeat, I think, uh, is the way that I do it anyway. Um, it's the same thing with and so, Justin Bieber's Yummy Yummy. Mm, I got that Yummy Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yummy. <laughs> that is a good comparison. I've never thought about that. Pretty similar talent, I would say. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both Canadians, too. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I made that up. It's probably true. <laughs> um, I feel like I would uh, be letting a lot of people down if I didn't mention my pick of the week at some point being um, the Zwift app, mm. which has um, basically been my life since... October of 2019. Um, It's given me some drive to want to compete again, which I had been lacking for over a year. And so uh, I'm loving it, loving racing. I love the platform. Um, Yeah, that's what's what's keeping me going right now, Uh, being able to exercise hard. I have a few questions about Zwift that I'm sure other people on our team also have. I do too. Uh-huh. When you race in Watopia, is that a made <laughs> track? Because yeah, so the, the game Zwift. Yeah. It's, so it's interesting. So the game Zwift has made this kind of like fantasy land that they call Watopia. And in that land, there are many places you can go and many routes you can do. And some of the pieces of that map are based on real places. Mm. Like there's a, um, this big climb in the Tour de France and they have like a shot for shot exact GPS elevation scale of that exact climb. Um, they have kind of like a Yosemite type area. Um, yeah, it's just kind of this big world that they've created. And then New York is literally just like a shot for shot of actual, um, of uh, a park. What's the park's Central. name? Central Park. Mm-hmm. I the think. one right I in the center. Yeah. 
so they have that, but then they also have a little bit of like a futuristic, like elevated area in in the park as well and then like london is also same thing shot for shot remake of london and it goes out to the outskirts so there's some like stuff that they've created but then there's also real maps and it's still like it's like it's a game i mean a lot of people think of it as a game because there are like power-ups that you can use in races and stuff like that that's cool yeah yeah um, but you're limited by the number of power-ups you get, and some races don't have them. But, I mean, there are legit pros that get paid to race on with. Is it like wow. Mario Kart games? Like, if you're in the front, you won't get a blue shell? No. It's it's very random on the ones you get, and there are only five power-ups you can get. Is the next step to, um, like... If everyone has the same, what is it called? The uh, when you set up, what you set your bike up on, the f- trainer, smart yeah. trainer. It, will there ever be a point where they make a smart trainer so integrated with Zwift that if you bump somebody, it will try to throw them off their bike? I hope so. I would. I would like to see that if you could. I think the technology is very close oh, at this point. I would imagine so. I want to see some broken yeah. bones via. <laughs> i know i haven't seen anyone fall yet and i think that that needs to happen yeah if they want to be actually realistic about racing yep i think yep yeah you kind of have to when you first started mm-hmm. using zwift mm-hmm. in october i had never mm-hmm. heard of it before and you know it you lo- upload your runs to strava or your races to strava and your gps is actually there and so for like a full yeah. week i was like wow joe is like He's in New York City. <laughs> Joe's in London. World traveler. Joe's in off the coast of South Africa. Like, holy. <laughs> I know. I remember that too. And I, I think Jake Campbell was the first one I ever saw using Zwift. And the same thing. I was like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> like, what is going on? Uh, no, it's sweet though. And I actually have a, a treadmill platform. And there are some triathletes that. Um, pretty much only train indoors and they I, see I don't think that I I hate treadmill running as I think most of us do um, but I absolutely love training on the bike and I it's mostly because of Zwift and I've heard these triathletes say that treadmill running with Zwift has totally changed the way that they that they see treadmill running so interesting yeah I don't know I haven't I haven't actually seen the treadmill part in person but it puts you into a world among other people. And I think that that, you know, anytime you can visualize you moving through space, I think that that adds a lot. That's cool. For sure. Good pick. Clara just made a swimming motion, <laughs> moving, moving through space. <laughs> Will there ever be a swimming Zwift where they put it Gosh. on the bottom of the pool and then you can see the bottoms of different oceans and lakes. <laughs> a shot for shot for shot <laughs> GPS remake of the bottom of Lake Bitimacosca. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I don't know. I, sounds like I got a lot of ideas for the Zwift platform. They should hire me. You should call them. I should. They're probably not doing anything with people are out on their bikes in real life now. It's probably a downtime for them. Yeah, exactly. No, their numbers went up like exponentially with the 
and like the the number of pros in countries that they're not even allowing people to go outside and ride bikes like every day you go on Zwift and you're like oh there are 20,000 people that are on this platform Jeez. Right now. yeah it's nuts it's nuts so well anyway we don't have to talk about that for an hour and a half <laughs> Adam do you have a pick of the week um well my last two picks of the week were succession season one i am now on to succession season two halfway through that um animal crossing of course i just matt uh sherber just added me into a facebook group with a couple other animal crossing people such as uh harrison clark of mill city and a couple other mill city guys are on have you been visiting their islands i have yet to visit their islands i have visited matt's island so it's getting pretty serious wow yeah um i just upgraded my house so now i have a a bedroom uh it's pretty cool finally you can finally sleep i can finally sleep yeah it's been exhausting frankly (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i would say my uh pick of the week this week may have to be the theodore worth trails Uh, they're finally drying out a little bit or at least they're accessible now because in the winter they kind of close off sections because of the cross-country skiing trails kind of cut across them and take them over but now that those are melting i can finally go back there nice and it's yeah in minneapolis it's my favorite running to do nice yeah but i mean you should really stay off the trails adam yeah, I uh, haven't had great luck with that. Uh, did I tell you that the after I got that comment, I went back like a year later and ran, and right at the end of my run, there was someone working on the trail that was like, hey, the trail's closed. You should, <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> no. And I, my entire run, I was just, thinking of excuses that I could have as to why I would be on the trail. (laughs) And at that time, one, I was coming up on my exit out of the trail. So it was perfect timing to be seen. Uh, And I just passed an entrance that wasn't blocked off. So I had perfect rationale of, Oh, I just came in right over there. He's like, right. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that one is still up. Okay, well, we're uh, we're closed right now, so if you could just exit right here. I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I was just starting my run. It's like when you, uh, the guy came to empty the quarters from the laundry machine that we had rigged, and you were, <laughs> <laughs> you were drying clothes, right, to... and there was no quarters in it. <laughs> I need to hear that story. Keegan, go ahead. Tell that story. So um, Adam and a couple of other guys on the cross-country team moved into this house that was called the wall house w-a-h-l and named by you or that was its that name was its, before you got there that was its name from the university it was a it was a campus owned house so oh, i see I yeah see. yeah i don't know who the um the aforementioned wall was but he had a good house mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys rigged it or if it was rigged by the previous owners. Actually, I think it was wrestlers who used to live there. It was the wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> and they had rigged the washing machine so that, yeah, they had a little button on the back. You'd just press it and it would trip it so that you didn't have to put quarters in and it would just start running. Oh, nice. So they did that the whole year. And then 
one day Adam was doing laundry and he was drying some clothes and the maintenance guy came in to empty the tray of quarters. Oh no. It's like running. And Adam just like sneaks into his room, <laughs> closes the door. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's no, just... there's no quarters. Stay in my room. And I heard him go downstairs and open it up and then close it and then just walk back out and <laughs> never heard anything about it again. <laughs> so, and our teammate Shane who lived in that house the next year, I lived with him in this other house and he's like, okay, I talked to the wrestlers and they taught me how to do this. So then he rigged our washing machines to have the button. And Oh, nice. After a couple months, the maintenance guys are like, Hey, we're not getting any quarters out of these machines. <laughs> so then they, um, they take them off and then campus life calls us into their office and they're like, just so you guys know, you're not supposed to rig the machines at all. You have to use quarters. And we're like, Oh really? Like we got, you guys put the buttons on there. <laughs> we didn't know. We're so sorry. <laughs> and they're like, but also you should not have to pay to use a washing machine. No. In your uh, own home. There were so many things at the wall house. Um, we were also not allowed to park in the driveway without a special parking permit, but that parking permit didn't count toward any of the other spaces on campus. That so you sense. couldn't park in, couldn't park in the parking lots, couldn't park anywhere else on campus. And it was a separate like hundred dollar parking pass just to park in our own driveway, That's fucked up. Uh, which none of us paid for. And uh, the garage was accessible to us. So we could park in the garage without them knowing and we wouldn't get a ticket. But if we parked in the driveway, we would and did get tickets. That is absurd. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. Oh my God. So after we apologized and we pretended like we didn't know about the buttons, we went back and we promptly put the buttons back on. (laughs) (laughs) I think we, and then like a year or two later, they offered free laundry to all the students. So it was, it was all for nothing. They offer free laundry now? Yeah. Yeah. That place has changed, man. Yeah. You can get your classes online there too. So, and they're D1 now? Well, yeah. By 2030, that's the goal. Oh, 2030? <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, we're talking about the Augustana, South Dakota in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Currently, a Division Two powerhouse. Um, <laughs> uh, now, Augustana University. It was Augustana College when I attended. Yes, for three of my five years, it was Augustana College. Uh, Why the name change? Because they added a graduate program for nursing. Yeah, they got banged. So they so, changed it. It's yeah. It was. A, yeah, it's just not the same. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as you have two colleges that can make it technically a university. So there's the College of Liberal Arts and the College of Nursing. This is the first time that has ever made sense to me. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So anyone else that didn't know, that is the difference between a college and a university. Yep. A simple Google search might have cleared that up for me, but thank you for that. I'm so happy to help, Joe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anytime. Um, I want to hear about uh, where Keegan grew up. I don't even know. Actually, I think I might know. Somewhere in the middle of South Dakota. I Oh, no, Joe. I have some, am I wrong? Let me tell you. I have some bones to pick. 
I would like to specifically call out a Mr. Evan Jones. Did you grow up in West Virginia? No, I grew up in Sioux Falls, <laughs> South Dakota, the heart of America. And he said it was not, I think the quote was not as great as I thought it was. But <laughs> Sioux Falls. Is oh, awesome. in our in our previous episode where we interviewed. Yeah. Uh, I think Sioux Falls is a wonderful place. So I grew up there. Uh, I lived within the same three mile radius for 23 years. And then... Uh, spread my wings and found my way to Minneapolis. But Sioux Falls is for 21 years. No, um, I grew up in Sioux Falls, started out at Cleveland elementary. Um, in Ohio. No named Mm -hmm. after (laughs) the late Grover Cleveland, our former president, Mm -hmm. but, uh, Cleveland Mm -hmm. elementary. In Sioux Falls. I don't remember what our mascot was. Maybe the Panthers. Was it Grover from Stress Sesame Street? That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then uh, matriculated on to Whittier Middle School, the Wolverines. Oh, wow. Yep. That's well, cool. Stuff. Well done. Yeah. Um, and then I went to Washington High School, home of the Warriors where I had a very average track and cross country career. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, How many high schools are there in Sioux Falls? There are three public high schools, one private school, and there's soon to be a fourth public high school. (gasps) There's going to be a fourth one? Jefferson. Yep. So they're just doing... There isn't already a Jefferson? No. It sounds like... If you don't know, Mount Rushmore (laughs) is located in South Dakota, which has four presidents on it. I've heard uh, of that place. Yeah. It's a little known spot. If you make your way out to the Black Hills, you might find it. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. there's Washington. I don't, Keegan, not to interrupt, but uh, South Dakota does have great places and great faces in South Dakota. Shit, that's a pretty good logo. You should. It's a pretty good slogan. You should uh, submit that. I Yeah, I've I've been thinking about it. I've been mulling it over. I'm not completely sold on it yet, but. It's, should, it's a work in progress. You should call South Dakota and see what they say. Dude, yeah, call, I should. Call Governor Christie. Chris? Christie. <laughs> he moved to South Dakota? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's Washington High School, Lincoln High School, Roosevelt High School, and now soon to be Jefferson. So we have completed the square of presidents. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Where's Jefferson going to be? Uh, like way the fuck in the Northwest. Kind of by like Howard Wood, where that track is. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yep. So, huh. I must I, say, I didn't, I didn't bring this up before when Evan talked about Sioux Falls, but um, I went down there for a residency interview, and I really enjoyed it. It you. seemed like a great place. It is a nice place. I tell people that it's not the most exciting spot if you've lived in Minneapolis or St. Paul, but. It has everything you would want. It has nice restaurants. It's got a couple of breweries, yeah. bars. Well, that's what it seemed like. It seemed like there was an area of the city where <laughs> there were a lot of new restaurants and breweries and bars and like people were out. And what's that park called? Something by the falls? Falls Park. Falls, falls Park. <laughs> what a name. What a name. 
Tells you what it is. Yeah, they had. It looks like they had been restoring it. You're two for two on parks here, Central Park. <laughs> Central False. It's that park like in the middle of New York. God, what's the name? Um. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun town. It's uh, my no, parents I was are still there. Yeah. So. Okay. I need to make it back there soon. I haven't. I haven't been to. Uh, it's been a year and a half, two years. Probably when you came down for homecoming that one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to- you weren't, no, you weren't still there, were you? No, I had come back from Pierre. Um, and we, oh, went, I- we went to the crowbar for like three nights in a row. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I want to see downtown Sioux Falls. It's been, I've heard it's been much better yeah, than it was when I Jones. was there. Yeah, fuck you, Evan. Yeah, I mean, Evan really hasn't been there for a while, so he probably doesn't even know what he's missing. Yeah. Um, what Did you have a favorite... Was there a favorite bar for the two of you when you were in college? And was it a, <laughs> was it a shared... Uh, it like, was did a you both bar. have the same favorite bar? Oh, yeah. It's got to be the Crow. Mm-hmm. The Crow Bar. <laughs> and Is that C-R-O-W? Yeah. Yep. So they had a on the sign. It had a a crow that was in a full suit. Like mm. it had a coat. It had a vest. It had cummerbund. It had spats oh, wow. on the top of its shoes. It had a monocle. Um, and it shared a building with a laundromat. Sure. <laughs> and it was within stumbling distance of campus because we are a dry campus. We would oh, ride our I... bikes on occasion. Huh. I did not know yeah. that that you were a dry campus. Mm-hmm. Moist. Sadly. Yeah, it's yeah. Relatively moist campus. It's not fully wet. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. So what made <laughs> yeah, this bar cool. good? Proximity? I mean, it sounds like the logo really added a lot of flair, which I think would get me to that bar, but seven was there pictures. another Oh. That was always key. Um, a touch yeah. tunes jukebox. That was nice. It's just, it's like, it's your perfect, just kind of middle of the road. You want to go get a drink with no frills, mm-hmm. and they have tables and chairs there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you go and you sit and you drink, and it's great. Yeah, it's there is nothing special about it other than the fact that it's the perfect spot to do all those things. Sure. Carpeted? And... No. Linoleum. Well, part of it was Did carpeted. they have carpet up on that little stage area or the riser? Yeah, there was a piece that was like slightly raised up from the rest and that had carpet. But otherwise it was linoleum. So, I feel like carpet in a bar tells you all you need to know about the bar. Yeah, see, that's what I was wondering. Yep. Yep. But uh, one time, our good buddy Haugi and I, we were at the bar, and there's this really old bartender who I think might be like a part owner, but she's got to be in her 60s. And she's just. Sandy? I think it's Sandy. Yeah. And we like to fuck around with her because she's really no nonsense because she's been doing this for like 20 years and deals with drunk college kids all the time. 
mm-hmm. and we're hanging out at the bar and we're like, Hey Sandy, what's the cheapest shot of whiskey you got? <laughs> she goes, Oh no. If you're sitting at the bar, you're too close. <laughs> you can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned our lesson. Yeah, she would uh she would make uh vodka cranberries in uh it would be a a glass that she'd put some ice in and then fill it up almost to the top with vodka and then just a splash of cranberry to make it pink mm-hmm. and then you're good to go and that's what it was <laughs> this sounds like the prototypical college bar yeah yeah it was it was a good spot and was that cam- was that there. campus's favorite bar or was that kind of like uh you get or like the cross country team or something like that it was for the most part campus's okay. favorite bar just by proximity alone mm-hmm. there weren't really other close bars and yeah if you wanted to have more of a dancey clubby kind of vibe that was you had to find a friend to drive you downtown and then sometimes at least when i was there it was before uber or lyft so there's really no chance of getting down there right but there were plenty of people who did and then either walked or ran the three miles home why not because you know just like running from Canal Park to uh, my grandma's house. It's not that far. Three miles. <laughs> yeah, it's not that far. You get a little McDonald's in you and <laughs> you make the trek. This is probably uh, unusual for a podcast, but I drank like a whole beer and I really got a pee. So if you guys could talk for like 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, we're not even, I mean, you're, you're not on here for us to interview you or anything. It's not like we're live. <laughs> <laughs> You think I edit this? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you had to bring the sound well, in with he's, he should have brought the sound in with him. Oh, he should have. God. Well, Joe, how you been? How's uh how's medical care I, I, in these days? I think I probably I I will know probably in about twelve hours, but I think I admitted my first COVID positive patient last night. Oh really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was pretty sick, so we'll see, but I think I think we'll keep seeing a lot more of those moving forward. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. The hospital's weird right now. Everyone's in gowns, everyone's in masks, everyone is just high anxiety. It's just it's different. Not as fun. Yeah, right, we're back. Yeah, my uh, my father-in-law's, he had a private practice group at Maple Grove Hospital, and they had to just furlough all their employees because it's all elective surgery right, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, because he's so, ortho. Yeah. ortho? Uh, he's usually, tra- uh, he does trauma in general. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's 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 super weird. There are a lot of like ortho groups and urology. I mean, a lot of the specialties that do a lot of elective procedures, they're not doing much. And a shitty thing I just found out 
uh, in, what is it, the 8th? On April 27th, Shannon and I have our appointment to go find out gender of baby. Uh-huh. But I am not allowed to accompany because there are no guests allowed for <laughs> any appointments. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, that's weird. So I think she's just going to not look look. and then I'll probably drive her there and wait in the car and then we'll find out in the car after she gets out. Yeah. So they're just, would they just write it down on a piece of paper for her or something like that? I'm guessing so. I mean, we do that shit all the time for reveal parties. Yes. True. That is true. Okay, now you talk to Keegan for a sec because I'm going to get another beer. <laughs> and then you can have a break. <laughs> Good, I need one. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about how you got into running. So I have always viewed running as a process of elimination. So when hmm. you are young, you want to try all the sports. I did soccer and I did basketball and... I did baseball and I wasn't good at any of the ball sports. And then when I was in seventh grade, that was the first year we could do sports in middle school. And I really wanted to play football, but I was 90 pounds, maybe 80 and like five foot two. My parents would not let me do that. So then they made me run cross country instead. I was very mad. Oh, they, they forced you into it. They forced me into it. So, uh, I ran cross country and it, it was good. Like I enjoyed it, but then, uh, I kept, I wrestled and I played, um, basketball and through the process of elimination, I realized that I wasn't good at any of those because, because <laughs> Woo! seventh Ball grade, I was on the C team in basketball and then eighth grade was on the D team. So <laughs> Uh, so then i realized maybe running is where i should put my focus (laughs) and uh (laughs) yeah i just kept running and my brother was running in high school at the time so um i kind of had that thing and my parents have always been into running so um yeah did they run did they run in high school or collegiately or something they ran in high school um if you ever meet my dad he'll tell you that he was he placed fourth in the state championships like four times in the South Dakota class B, the smallest class back in 1982. <laughs> he placed yeah. fourth four times. That is a, is he, I don't know whether to be proud about that or I like, I don't know. I mean, he's consistent, right. but uh, they right. both ran and uh, my mom ran with me until she was like eight months pregnant. So I, I feel like that has something to do oh, with it. Oh, wow. Too. Yeah, sure. You were destined for Damn. this sport. But uh, I did it in high school, and I enjoyed it, and I had a really good high school coach. Um, and then I didn't really hit my stride until I got to, like, maybe my senior year. That was when I, everything, like, clicked, and I sort of figured out, like, okay, I know how to, I know how to race. I know how to hurt. I know how to, like, put the hurt aside to still have a good race mm-hmm. um and yeah i had a pretty good senior season and then we were state champs in the four by eight and i ran an okay 3200 
nothing fancy, but um, did a pretty naive recruiting process. Um, luckily, I ended up at Augie, and it, it all worked out super well. Woo! And it's because we took you yeah, to Pizza Rack, right? Red. And the Blue Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Sealed the deal. And uh, so, yeah, it all worked out. Nice. Did, what were your other college so prospects at the time? Um, well, I knew almost nothing about recruiting. And after like hosting recruits when you're a freshman and a sophomore or whatever, and they come in and they stay in your dorm with you, I learned a little bit more about how the process works. And I was like, oh, I didn't do this right at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I mean, I was still happy with my choice. But like, I just applied to three schools. I applied to Augie. South Dakota State University and North Dakota State University. And I got accepted to all three. And I first visited South Dakota State and um, Rod DeHaven, their famed coach, brought me in and he took me to the Pizza Hut and he just talked to me for like an hour. <laughs> and he told me about the team. And at the end of it, he's like, Yeah, like if you want to come here, you can try out. Maybe you'll be on the team and we'll see. And then uh-huh. I came to Augie and my visit was actually with Adam and another one of another guy who's still my best friend today. And uh, we had a blast. They took me to pizza ranch. We went to the track house and we watched community and, um, and then uh, I got to meet the team and they were a great group of guys and the deal was pretty much sealed. And Augie's head coach said, we want to have you here. So you should come. And that was about it. Yeah. Nice. So I didn't have any scholarships. I just walked on, paid way too much, but I had a good time. And they give out athletic scholarships, I would assume. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's a, they do. It's a tricky game because I didn't get any my freshman year, and I had some okay performances after that, and then um, it's always you're you know you're always a year behind. So like if you have a good sophomore year. In your junior year, you might be able to say, "Okay, I deserve a little more," but I didn't have any like. So then, I didn't yeah. have any breakout seasons really until I was like a third or fourth year, and then by then it was like I'm a, I'm a year behind. So sure. And then, who do you go to to ask for scholarship? The money? head coach, Tracy. So, like, unlike oh. some schools, our our coach. Tracy was the head coach of the men's and women's cross country team and the head coach of the track team. I see. And then they just have a set amount of funds that they can give mm-hmm. for scholarships and they just kind of decide how to parcel those out. I think so. Um, yeah. I mean, almost everybody who asked Tracy for more scholarship money got it. So somehow there was money floating around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's both a very open and also kind of weird thing to know that it's like, okay, if I race well and then I talk to Tracy, hopefully I can get more money. It's weird to like try to negotiate contracts yeah, essentially yeah, in college. Yeah, it seems so weird. I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, um, it is an odd process. Yeah, you're basically like asking for a raise at at right. 19 years old based on your yeah. performance yeah. yeah and then you're like i'm promising you that i'm gonna keep performing at this level essentially yeah which i guess is why a lot of guys that 
guys and gals that run D1 end up quitting for various reasons. It's just so stressful. Yeah. Well, unlike uh, <laughs> D1P, uh, Keegan and I, yeah, we chose yeah, D2. Way, for cho- way, way to go for choosing D2. We're not bitter about it. That's very, you, very bold of you. <laughs> what was the what was the slogan that they changed uh, to? What was it? I know, I know, you've said it too. Make it yours. Uh, yeah, it, that's even worse. Make it yours. That's right. Yeah, but I remember they were thinking about changing it, and then the NCAA sent us a link to like vote on the possible slogans. <laughs> And obviously, I remember that. Yeah, yours, another one was like "Go all out." <laughs> obviously, if you're a twenty-year-old, you're like, "This is great." Of, yeah. of course, I'm voting for "Go all out." <laughs> oh. Now, Keegan, we've been uh, we've been asked on the the thread to go more in depth on a couple different subjects. So we'll start with what was your preferred race in college and why did you like it? And would you have wanted to race Um, something else if you could? I would say in terms of performance, I probably did my best in the 10K, but that was not the most fun race. Um, But in terms of pure enjoyment, the 5K probably. Um, Mm but I always wanted to run the steeple and I never got to run the steeple. I know. Did someone not let you or did you just not express enough? I just wasn't interested in it at the moment. I knew this guy that went to Augie, just a real prick. He ran the steeple. His name was Austin (laughs) or Adam or something like that. And just, yeah. I mean, he was like like a real asshole. He ran in nationals or whatever and ran like nine flat, but just an asshole. And... I just saw him running his people and I was like, I, I don't want to do that. Kept you from doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Looks shitty but, actually. Uh, yeah. I Probably like sucks. 5K and the 10K. Um, although the indoor 3K, that's kind of the hidden gem. That one. Oh man. That's, yep. That is my favorite race by far. <laughs> indoor track. <laughs> the best season. I think that's two two me. podcasts in a row now that you've gotten to throw that in. Yes, it, it goes is. cross country. <laughs> for those of you who can't see, my hand is on the very top. Cross country. In between that is below that is indoor track. Below that is outdoor track. Yeah, yeah. Keegan, I do agree no. with you. It's really bad. It actually sucks a lot, and I don't like it. <laughs> you just never had a good race. No, you are you are exactly right. The indoor three k is one of the most fun races you can do. And if you do it. Just feels like you're going yeah, all out. If you out. do it on a 300 track, you'll have to do 10 laps. It's pure bliss. Oh, I've never, I've never even seen a 300 meter track. I want to. That'd be so fun. Oh, First Joe I saw one. It came in my pants. <laughs> it was, it was uncontrollable. <laughs> Keegan, do you say that I don't like indoor track yeah. just because I never had a good race indoors? <laughs> Conference champ <laughs> of the 5K hard. my freshman year. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, champ, that's right. Freshman year, and I don't think you ever won conference title in indoor after that. No, I didn't want to because it. it didn't deserve but it. Like the indoor five k is like the very last 
race the meet and you've probably already tripled it's i will say that is a very fun experience the when it's like you have two lanes of clearance when you probably should have three but people are crowding on the track just lining the the entire thing and it's a lot of fun That is a ton of fun. Yeah, I think I like the indoor track for certain races because it it just, like, feels like you're flying, you know? Like, on the outdoor track, you can settle in a little bit, but I feel like on the indoor track, there's just always this this feeling like you're you're pressing the whole race, even a little bit in the 5K, but for sure the 3K. Agreed. Yeah, I... As far as outdoor track, I wish I would have been able to race 10Ks with you guys my like the last two years as a doggy because it, it's almost impossible to uh, be able to correctly train for both a 10K and a steeple. Yeah, right. You, Just, you can't do it. Um, and even yeah. like running a good 10K is hard. You have like three shots a whole year and... If there's if it's a windy right. day on that day, then you're fucked. So. Yeah, that's so true. So true. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. What's the best race you had I was in college? Would you say today? Um, I would say a few come to mind. Um, one is obviously when I was an all-American in cross country. That one is probably, Humble was probably the proudest I've been. But <laughs> the most fun was probably um, winning the indoor 5K conference after I'd won the 3K the day before because I'd never really won a track race before. Oh, hell yeah. And then I came back and then I came and I doubled and went back to back. And it was, it was that is dope. Yeah, I so both in the Friday, same year. Friday I won the three K, and then Saturday I won the five K. <laughs> it was just a ton of fun because, like, dude, that's awesome. there was really good competition, and the the crowds were really hyped, and I it was just a ton of fun. Was that senior uh, year? So I only registered my cross country season, so that was my senior year, but. Uh, before I was just oh, thinking okay. about this before the 5k nice um it was nice enough that we could warm up outside so it's at Mankato and we're running around outside warming up and after like 15 minutes we come back in and as soon as I get inside my nose just starts gushing blood and I have to immediately oh, go no. to the bathroom <laughs> hey, exactly. I go to the bathroom <laughs> and I'm trying to like stop the bleeding and clean it up and it just won't stop and it's bleeding and bleeding and like 15 minutes go by and all my teammates are just warming up, getting ready for the 5k. No. So then I was like, well, fuck it. I'm, I take a piece of toilet paper and I stuff it up my nostril <laughs> and I'm just like warming oh, up man. on the track with toilet paper in my nose. And then like five minutes before the race starts, I rip it out and I was like, well, well if I'm going to bleed all over my Jersey, I guess it's not the worst thing. <laughs> and, that would have been an epic yeah. picture, or maybe you did. No, end I up didn't. Bleeding. So luckily, it stopped. No, but uh, okay, yeah, it was, freaked me out before. Just you crossing the line with just blood <laughs> all over your jersey. 
coming down off your yeah, face. That'd be bad. <laughs> Not to uh, uh, take away the pride of a story where you win back-to-back conference championship, but since we are on the the topic of uh, bodily fluids coming out of <laughs> Keegan during races, yeah. <laughs> I would like you to first uh, recap that <laughs> journal entry that you sent me last. So I have a, I've got a notebook where I've written down every single run I've done for the last um, eight years. It's got like over oh, 10,000 miles in it. And <clears throat> I was looking back through it Jeez. and I've got, I ran a 3k up at the university of Minnesota and my only entry for that day was just ran the 3k at Jack Johnson. <laughs> I ran okay, period. Shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. I ran the 3k and I pooped like three times before the race and I thought it was going to be good. And uh, my tummy started to rumble in at about 1k, one and a oh. half. And then I finished the race and I did not stop running. I immediately ran straight to the back of the field house and into the bathroom. <laughs> oh, I know. I know that one. The kind of like the back, the back, like old, really old bathroom. Oh, yeah. That was not the only time. Yeah. That. Um, Kansas relays that happened. Um, there was one other race that did that too. It was not my proudest moment. Was it in California, uh, I want to say? No, luckily, I only shit my pants in the tri-state area, so. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. Uh, I think it was probably at Mankato. And now on to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, moving on to the the third bodily fluid that isn't urine. Um, can you please recap your GRIAC experiences <laughs> with vomiting? So- my yuck that race is always just <laughs> my sophomore yeah. junior year i think it was my sophomore year we were running griac and it was really hot because at griac it's either super fucking hot or downpouring and yep i was doing super well i was in like 19th place we're gonna win i was like i'm gonna get like on the podium i'm gonna get um, whatever they're giving a podium finisher which is like those cool beanie hats with the palm on top and like mm-hmm. as soon as you come up over that little hill and underneath the net in the last like 400 meters i start to dry heave and then oh, uh, no. i make it another like 50 yards and i start puking <laughs> and i puke like the whole way in and i end up in 21st place and the top 20 get on the podium oh <laughs> so oh. luckily our team won i still got on the podium and we all got the beanies which was good but uh that was, I think, I did puke uh, in the conference 10K my senior year. So that was the other time I puked. Do you know where that picture is, Keegan? Because I, I, if I can find it, I'd like to post that with this episode uh, when I put it on the blog. Because that is it's probably on <laughs> a beautiful picture. Page. So in our athletic center, we had like these little picture, like large picture frames on the walls with glass in the front. And then... Um, different sports would post pictures on them of like their schedule or their athletes, um, just fun stuff. And, but it was mostly like 
you know, a volleyball player spiking the ball. And our grad mm-hmm. assistant one time got a picture of me, oh, no. like, mid-stride <laughs> puking, and, like, the puke is coming out of my mouth before yeah. it's hit the ground. <laughs> and he blew that yes. up, and he put it, like, inside the picture frame. And so for, like, six weeks, it was just up there of me spewing. So... Some people have such I gotta such find this reactions to seeing that, like visceral reaction. Did uh, did anyone throw up like walking by that and see? Uh, probably not. I think it was pretty much expected from me. I think uh, apparently I'm one who's prone to expelling bodily fluids. So I guess so. Some people yeah. are when they but, run. You know, just a little more so we than used others. To run Greek in high school, and we would go up, and our hotel was right next to a Denny's. So, of course, I would go to the Denny's and I'd eat like a tremendous 12 or whatever <laughs> at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then I would think that I would be fine to run a 5K at 3 p.m. That was very smart was of not. you. And I puked. So <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> what I was thinking, but it was delicious. Yeah, you were a high schooler. It's fine. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna have to scroll yeah, so far back to, to find this. He probably knows where it is. But I'm... <laughs> Dan Allen. Um, Keegan, were there Where'd other specific things that you were hoping to share with us tonight as we come to uh, a point where we are nearing? Or what are we at the hour mark about? Uh, we're at fifty. I think oh, four-ish yeah, minutes right now. Keenan or one of the Keenans wanted to discuss more about a Wednesday run Wednesday run I never read further into what he wanted to know this will be an ongoing (laughs) question deciphering a keen encrypted what (laughs) Um, let's see Uh, what where did you run today funny you funny you should ask Adam I ran and how was your your route I ran around Isles and then Which one? Cedar Lake Parkway and then around the west side of Cedar and Bidimacasca. It's the classic route. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. Trying to get those Stealing my baby. routes. Oh. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, I ran around the lakes today. Um, it's windy as hell. There's white caps on Bidimacasca. I don't know if you guys know what white caps are. Really? They're uh, the lake. <laughs> The lake was blowing. It was angry, that's for sure. Uh, I wore some real short shorts today, and so everybody was getting a good glimpse of the goods. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Any kite surfers out? Yeah. A dude, uh, he had lost his kite into the water and was trying to pull it back up, and I felt real sorry for him because it did not look fun. But, mm. you know, the run was good. It was like a solid, um, let's say, eight and a half out of ten. Felt real good for doing threshold really? yesterday, so it was nice. Really, yeah. Tackled. Had a boy. Yeah, well, it's I feel like shit today. <laughs> you know, you suck. Yeah, because I am shit. I know. I know. I know. I know. I went. I went north into Theoworth to try and avoid the wind as much as I could. But I mean, there's no escaping it. Yeah, it. Uh, it looked. It looked quite bad. It was bad. But I did uh, I did the Seaville East segment yesterday up the Jefferson Hill. Tell us how it went. Uh, I will warn you guys. 
um, if anyone's still listening, that uh, <laughs> when you get underneath the 35E bridge, you're only halfway there. You think you're much closer than you really are. So I, I, I got there and I was like, hell yeah, oh, so dear. close. So I started like kicking it in, pumping my knees, and then I quickly died. So you have a long ways to go. <laughs> So where is this segment? I haven't even looked. The Jeffer- Jefferson? Yeah, it's on Jefferson that runs from um, Victoria underneath 35E to Lexington as you're going west. Okay. So it's just basically a big half mile long hill. It sounds, it sounds very rough. But it's good. Um, so where did, that, where did that put you in the, um, the current rankings? Currently number two behind one Greg Scott. He's not even part of Collegeville. Greg so. Scott. He runs with us occasionally, but so, doesn't have the USATF membership. Mm. Are you calling into question whether or not he should be counted? Um, this is a hot topic. I don't Ooh. want to piss off Greg because he, <laughs> he's got braids. He could probably beat me up. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I usually look for as a sign as to whether or not someone could beat me up. I think Greg should be counted. He had an admirable, admirable time, and he runs with us. He's a good friend of one dear Pat Larson. I love Greg, so I say let it stand. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So you are effectively in second place. For now, yeah. Is what I'm hearing. Until Joe Rainier runs it. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, how long is the segment of a mile which for you math was is it is just over oh, a half shit. mile because yeah. okay. 0.5 okay. is a half that's what they say okay yeah, yeah I don't know I don't I trust, trust I pulled up my TI-85 and I just did a quick check so. you had an 85 shit I only had oh, an 84 sucked that's why you don't know math as well. Oh yeah. Are you still- <laughs> I don't. Keegan, I think, I think I'm 20, close to finding this picture. 2013, that's when it was. So. Okay. Okay. Um, who do you think the MVP of the segments is going to be when all is said and done? If you had to pick one individual. Hmm. Probably Paul Nordquist. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Paul busted out on like Sunday evening or like mid Sunday. Jesus Christ. That Paul, shout out to you. I was very impressed when I saw that. Wait, didn't he do another 5K at like 15.30 the other week? Or is this the the one that you're talking about? This must be. Yeah, that was on the segment on the East River Road. That is nuts. A solo Mm -hmm. 15.30. Yeah, I think he's he, going to be the champion. I agree. Um, the MVP. Otherwise, Paul, you have my vote. Maybe like a, I mean, if we're talking over 34, we're going to go by age group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it down by, yeah. Probably group. Schneider. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's hard not to be when you're cranking out 120 miles a week like it's breakfast. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, he just turned 55 years old, but he has the stamina of a 23-year-old. Yeah, Ben Schneider, 65 years old today. That's great. <laughs> Can you believe? What a guy. miles a week at 75 years old. 
Okay. <laughs> I hope to be running. Jesus. I, I don't know how he holds it together. Turn 85. Seriously. I mean, I hope he is taking care of himself, though, because at 95, you're going to catch Corona. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't have osteoporosis. Oh, man. Puts more miles Adam, you didn't. on his shoes in a week at 105 years than he is <laughs> old. <laughs> Uh, I hope Ben Schneider is listening to this right now. I hope so too. I hope so. This will, if he listened to this podcast, it would fill up maybe a quarter of one of his runs. Uh, A little pro tip. I don't know if you guys know this, but on this podcast, you have three of the slowest talkers on Collegeville. We all like to take really long pauses in the middle of our (laughs) (laughs) So we talk pretty slowly. So if you're on Spotify, you can notch it up to 1.2 times regular speed, and it's like the perfect cadence. So, ah, 1.2. Yep. Keegan, I think this is perfect advice <laughs> to give at the far. very end of the podcast. Should we, should we tell people to to start uh, in the in the last what I assume is going to be 10 minutes of the podcast and uh, <laughs> go back? <laughs> Um, you want to know how, speaking of speeding up, um, like, podcasts and stuff like that, that is, I think, the main reason I developed bad anxiety in med school is I watched every single lecture at two times speed. Holy fuck. You're just, like, <laughs> trying to write. Oh, shit. <laughs> Joe. You can imagine what that does to one's, uh, one's mental health. Jesus. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> So now I just try to live life at 1.0 speed. As you should. Yeah. That's that's a good call. There's mm-hmm. there's nuance in how people say it. Right. I would I would like every once in a while catch like a 1.0 speed and I was like, oh, that's what that guy sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's not Alvin the Chipmunk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you guys don't mind, I'm just gonna read some ads really quick. I know it's just part of a podcast we gotta get through. So yeah. Me undies. Please do. Best pair of underwear <laughs> that you'll ever wear. I wear them. Now, Let Keegan, you, uh, what kind of fabric are those made fabric. out of? It's the best. Oh, it's more than Wow, comfy. that sounds comfy. It's the best. Uh, it just cradles everything super nicely. You can wash it. You can dry it. Don't have to hang dry. Just throw it in the dryer. Who cares? It's the best. Really? Wow. Hey, you know what? I'm wearing me undies right now. And uh, I can attest wow. they are I mean, quite comfortable. I'm not as much of a baller as you. I only shelled out enough for three pairs. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they have a subscription plan for like 14 bucks a month. You get a pair sent to you every month and they have fun patterns. They are very fun patterns. Uh, and, you know, if you have a lady friend, you can buy matching underwear with them. And sometimes... Well, I will say my wife and I do have two different matching pairs and we, we specifically don't plan on uh, wearing them at the same time. But then uh, when we're getting dressed in the morning and sometimes we're matching and it's like, hey, Added bonus. And you know, nice. during these crazy times of our yeah. lives, during the COVID-19 pandemic, sometimes you just need that little bit of connection with your spouse. Yeah. And what you do No. What better way to you don't want to get too comfortable than through matching underwear? 
MeUndies. Use the code Talent Graveyard mm. when you check out for ten percent <laughs> off. <laughs> that is a functioning code. Yep, I've just checked it. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's good. Next yeah, ad, it's good to Adam go. Adam and Eve. Let me t- <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> We got hymns. Roman. We got uh, <laughs> hymns. We got uh, shit. What's hey, the uh, manscaper? Do I have a manscape. Keegan, I, you can attest, right? One hundred percent doing it for them. Changed my life. <laughs> doing it right now. Walls. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Promo code well for that is still telling graveyard, I would assume. Yeah. It is, yeah. T-A-L-E-N-T-G-R-A-V-E-Y-A-R-D. Talent Graveyard at checkout. Uh click the microphone at the top of the homepage and wow. use that code in checkout. That was impressive. Well done. Uh, all right, um, Joe. Anything to add? Anything? Are we? Plug? Do we get through? Have questions on the uh, the Facebook Messenger that we get to, but might not have. Any questions that they had? Um. Well, Bieber said that there will be a a modified coffee brown Bieber Ooh. drinking and running Ooh. exhibition happening under a revised plan i floated something by him uh and then uh, we had a couple back and forths and then is this a protest i didn't do any planning i don't know if he did so it it will be a a rotacular of some sort i'm honestly i don't know what he's gonna post because uh if it was what i suggested it surely probably would have taken some planning on my part, which I did not do. So I'm also curious to hear what uh, my my birthday brotacular extravaganza brown birthday brotacular. And I will yeah, Yeah. you know what? Keegan, that's a great point. Uh, this is gonna be a coffee soda brown beaver drinking the CCBB. CCBB. If you guys don't know, Adam's birthday is the sixteenth. Mine is the fifteenth. So of this month? Yeah. If you don't wish me happy birthday, you're mm-hmm. dead to me. Happy yeah. birthday. Too early, of dude. This very Come on. Jesus Christ. That, 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 that it's not his birthday. That doesn't count? Not his birthday. Okay. Doesn't well, count. Then I'll I'll get the right day, maybe. It has to be in the we'll mail. See. Maybe. Um, Joe Keenan's text uh, to the group a while ago was, again, cryptic, but it said something about pizza content. I don't know if he wants us to comment on that or if people are going to be eating pizza tonight. And that was just... I think he was... He was more saying we had good pizza content in the last episode sure. talking about the Red frozen Baron pizza Mobile. bracket. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, Heggies, Hedgies, however you want to pronounce it. I'm going to say uh, Totino's Pizza Rolls is a, uh, it, deser- it deserves yeah. uh, at least a spot in the conversation. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I did go to Totino Grace High School, which was, uh, the name was uh, taken because Jim and Rose Totino were such good, or big, 
uh, donors to uh, Archbishop Grace High School back in the day. So we changed our name to Tatino Grace. Free pizzas so, at lunch every day. Uh, no, and actually that's pretty bullshit. We never had pizza rolls. We never had good pizza. Did you guys have those sucked. pizza flatbread things? They just had like cheese and garlic on the top? We had those. No, but that sounds delicious. Uh, yeah. You're talking Italian dunkers? Where it's that, but <laughs> oh, that one. hot dog bun? <laughs> <laughs> very, it's that, very italian <laughs> super italian sarah lee bread <laughs> the most italian thing there is um so to answer joe keenan's uh question yeah pizza is still good pizza is still good wednesday runs are still good are good um love the wednesday runs even more community feel than a saturday run i agree with what you guys said on the last episode. Oh, yeah. bring in, yeah, bringing back a, a prior episode. Well done. Yeah, it's uh, just good to escape. Yeah, good to escape. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to meet a fan of the work week. You know, get away from the old ball and chain. Well, I don't have anything else to plug. Um, Adam. Yeah, I um holy shit, a big old wind gust like shook my house. Uh shouts out to wind. Um making runs bad since forever. Oh, I will shout out to Strava, uh um, keeping us all together and being able to motivate each other during these times. That, that is a very a good shout out because it's the same reason why I joined Strava in the first place is because I need, uh, even it's, I kind of perceive it in a passive aggressive manner. When I see my friends running, I think, they're running. So it's a big shout out to um, Strava like to make a shout out to forgetting to mute the mic. Um, today I was on a zoom conference call and I, had my computer on my lap and I accidentally farted. Good. Well done. Well done. <laughs> How was it accepted by the group? Uh, luckily, someone talked immediately after that. So I think it kind of was like lost in the shuffle. But you never know. These times will bring out embarrassing moments for yep. many people, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is beautiful. And a perfect <laughs> note to end on. A brown note. <laughs> all right. Well, from all of us here, uh, from Keegan, from Joe, and from me, Adam, thank you so much for listening to Talent Graveyard. Um, odds are I'm not going to edit this to put that nice piece of advice from Keegan at the beginning. Uh, so, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed us uh, slow talkers. Now you know for next for, time. Yep. For over an hour. And now you know for next time. Just, yeah, take a look at who the guest is going to be yeah, right. and make your decision based on that. All right. Well, until next week, uh, it's Town Thank Graveyard. Thank you. Thanks for Bye. tuning in. I know. Love you too. Bye-bye. Love you. Thanks for having Love me. Love you, Keegan. Bye. Bye.